What'd you just say? I said, are we going? No, no, no. Before that. I was saying that she asked me to take all my clothes off uh-huh. for the um, podcast. And I was like, that's going to be for OnlyFans. When we, uh, so we are getting an OnlyFans. I mean, I think that's where we should put If we're going to have a video feed, that's where we should put it. On OnlyFans? Yeah. So just right out the gate, we're going to be butt naked sitting on the couch together? I mean, well, we got to come in hot. I mean, all right, I'm down. That's cool. Let's uh, let's 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 do it. Let's 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 pull our dicks out for uh, for the good of the content. I mean, there are worse things to pull your dicks out for. So, yeah, Lord knows I've done it. Yeah. Coming to you live from Ed's living room. You're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. Okay. What's up, man? What's going on, man? Uh, a lot. A lot, yeah. This was a week. It was a week. Um, um, but it's also been a year. So, you know, what's a week to a year? Um, I guess a, a little shit and a lot of shit. A little shit and a lot of shit. It's 1 52nd of a, of, of, of a amount of shit. Yeah. Well, on the plus side, we did miss a hurricane. We did. Um, and if you are listening in any one of those border cities between Texas and Louisiana, uh, we hope that you're safe. Yeah, it's weird to like, because it, it, being from Houston, um, having a hurricane miss you is a common thing. Mm-hmm. Like it happens like almost every summer. But it is a weird feeling because it's like, on one hand, you're like, oh man, it missed us. It's fine. Then you look to the left and it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty devastating to see some of the uh, stuff. One of my clients actually told me that uh, a friend of his uh, lost everything, like lost his house, yeah. lost his businesses. Like it, it's it's bad. Like it's like you know, I don't know if the rest of the country really can appreciate the the massiveness of the storm because it was huge when it hit, and you know, just because it didn't hit a major city, um, I don't think it's getting the amount of coverage that it would if it it had hit us. But um, yeah, if it's uh, if you're listening and you can um, check out any sort of like GoFundMe's or you know any sort of like charitable like donations that you can make because a little bit helps. And if you can donate your time or your resources, um, the people and I think Lake Charles is probably the most direct. Yeah. Um, so the people of Lake Charles would certainly uh, appreciate that. I'm sure. The one uplifting thing of like all this shit that goes on with hurricanes is wasting people's um energy that are in it like mm-hmm. the people that are in it they just lost like all, all this stuff and they have no reason to really be hopeful but they are and it's like they, when you hear and even they're just like we've been here before we'll get through it again and it's just like that's it's pretty amazing to see that though like just to see people like you're literally in the rubble that was your house and your car and you're just like oh we'll get through it we'll be fine right it truly is the worst of the best times. Yeah. Um, which is appropriate because our friend Ryan from the Worst of the Best podcast is here joining us today. Hey, Ryan. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Really is a pleasure and a privilege and an honor to be on your wonderful show. I mean, he's just like the nicest guy, right? Yeah. Who else has said that it's a privilege, or a pleasure, and an honor to be on our show? Everyone else is just like, why haven't you had us on earlier? Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. It's a privilege. <laughs> yeah. It's like a privilege or an honor, but never both. Yeah, right. Um, 
So uh, give the people out there listening that may not be familiar with the Worst of the Best podcast uh, a little uh, background about what it is that show is about and how you got started. Sure. Yeah, my brother and I started this podcast a few years ago. Unfortunately, he doesn't uh, do it anymore with me, uh, but he's given me my ble- or his blessing for me to continue the show with rotating guest hosts uh, of my choosing. That's kind of how I segued into the Gamergator Production Network was Zip, our boss and CEO and overlord. He, uh, <laughs> he put a call out there for a podcast to join, and I was already listening to NRQ, and I was like, you know what? I've got no family, so to speak, in the podcast world, so why not join this misfit uh, ragtag group? And so I did, and that's how I, I met you guys. I know I'm going all over the place here, but that's how the show started. It started a few years ago, very independent, small little podcast. And what we do on the show is we kind of just scour the internet one way or another, and we just find the best of, top of, whatever it is, whether it's a... Uh, Best of artists, release, box office, even food items, conspiracy theories. And then from that list, we as a group decide what we think on our own, what we think is the worst from that best. So it's kind of a fun, this is a fun little discussion group. And at the end, there's the big reveal. Each person reveals what they think is the worst thing from that. And you guys guest starred. Yeah, we did. Or guest host. Yeah, yeah, on the Spider-Man franchise episode. That was well done and well received from uh, listeners. So thank you for state your take listeners that came over and checked out that episode oh yeah no it was awesome what i like about your show is that it's the most like um it's the most like just sitting in the bar with your friends just talking about shit you know what i'm saying yeah just a random topic comes up and it's just like what's the best yeah yeah yeah. like you're just like is that the best version it's like you can do with anything you do with sports you can do with movies and that's why your show is so versatile and good um it's not like our show where it's just listening to blowhards uh just (laughs) waxing opining about uh about things and not letting anybody else talk. Yeah. I mean, we well, do let it. Me talk and say, let me say that I, I love your show. Uh, and I, I said this on when you guys are online, but I just want to say to your listeners that uh, you guys bring a valuable insight and opinions. Well, valuable, valuable opinions, both with, of course, your background of who you are. And this is speaking of, I'm a white Canadian. And for me to hear the perspective of like the boots on the ground, so to speak of you're the, you're the people, and with this today's episode that we're going to obviously get into, uh, like I need, I need to hear your voices as to what's going on and what it means to you, and not the mainstream media, not my friends or family. I don't know what's going on. I, 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 I don't have, I don't have black friends. I'm that guy that doesn't lie to you and say I've got a black. I don't have any black friends. Wow. <laughs> yes, you do. You well, have us now. Well, I that's what I, I appreciate, that. and because they're not here in Canada the way they are you know, in Texas or, or LA or, you know, throughout the whole States, right. Sure, we just yeah. don't have that demographic uh, where I live. And uh, so it's, it's nice for me and, and good for me, for somebody like me to listen to you guys say, Hey, this is what, what's going on. This is what it means to us. And, uh, and I don't want to assume I want to listen. That's awesome for you to say, man. Yeah, Thank I appreciate you. that. Um, and you are the final guest of the Gamigator network that we have had on. So we finally get to complete our, uh, our circle of friends here. <laughs> Um, oh, good. Oh, just real quick. Um, tell people where they can find you on social media. Oh, sure. Uh, just Google or put in the search tab, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Facebook and or just on your Google search bar. Worst of the best podcasts and we will come up. Yes, there it is. And you can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at State Your Take. And you can check out our 
playlist on Spotify, uh, the State Your Take list with Ed and Aaron, and you can also donate. I keep forgetting to mention this, but uh, if you want to donate to the show, you can check the show notes, click that link, and I think you give us like five bucks a month, and it helps keep uh, the lights on, and it'll buy me a new pair of pants Yeah, at some point. <laughs> All right, guys, here we go. We're going to get sad. Here come the bongos. Sad bongos on the way. Now, can I say before you we get to the sad news that yeah. behind, the, behind the curtain here for the listeners, I can't hear the bongos until I hear this episode back. And I'm really sad about that. I was legitimately looking forward to hearing the bongos. I love the bongos. The Dude, bongos stay. That's my vote. Bongos are definitely staying. And you know what? It really hurts my feelings, too, that the guests can't hear the bongos unless they're in the room with us. So I guess, like, you know, we're going to have to have more people come to your living room. That's fine. Yeah. And it's another side note as a fan of your show, I can't wait for you to yell Dateline, but I'll wait for it. I'll wait. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's coming. That'll, that'll come. It'll be a little, uh, it'll be a, it'll be a salty Dateline. Um, oh, yeah. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Mm. We lost a Black Panther. Uh, the King of Wakanda, Jackie Robinson, uh, Thurgood Marshall, James, uh, Brown. James Brown. Who else did he that's play? crazy. Uh, man. That's and I didn't realize he was 43. Well, there's a few things I didn't realize. Okay, number one, uh, I went to bed. I, I didn't know he was sick. <laughs> nobody knew he was sick. Um, oh, Floyd Little. He played Floyd Little. Um, nobody really knew he was sick. I assume with from outside of his immediate circle of friends and right. possibly some people at Marvel who would have to know that kind of news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was diagnosed in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the craziest thing that I wanted to mention to you guys. His first movie, 42, that was like his breakout role. I mean, it wasn't his first movie, but it, it was his first movie. It's like leading role. Right. Yeah. That movie came out in 2013. Yeah. So for seven years, he was in three, not one, not two, but three of the highest grossing movies of all time. One of which he had top billing on. Yes. What a fucking trajectory like an immensely bright star and with the kind of poise and character and strength that he was able to hold the weight of what black panther meant as a character as a movie as a cultural paradigm shift was absolutely incredible to think about when you consider that at that point he had only really been in the mainstream spotlight for three years Mm -hmm. like can you imagine right now they tell you okay you're going to be one of the biggest stars in the world and you've only had really three years of getting used to being on the red carpet and doing interviews and doing press and you know doing media training and like not a single misstep. Like he went to the hospitals to visit sick children, even though he was sick himself. He did the interviews where he, uh, you know, talked about how important it was for, um, you know, uh, black people to be represented in cinema. Like he did everything the right, he was a fucking, going on set, like everybody that you hear worked with him. Like anyone who came in, in, in the realm of his orbit, like he just uplifted you and he made you feel good about, the job that you were doing. I, I I mean, like it really hit me hard because you realize that he was um 
he was every bit of the hero outside of the, the the costume as he was in and um it just really sucks to lose him yeah well said uh, i actually had an interesting experience with this today as a father i have young children i have well, I have older children too but i have a in the house right now i have a 13 year old uh, 8 year old son a 13 year old son and and 6 year old boy and girl twins and they're all huge Marvel Black Panther fans, and in fact, they they watch Black Panther all the time, and it breaks. I almost start crying right now. To be honest with you, uh, yeah, I, I said to I got literally this is the first celebrity in my life where I've had to kind of break the news to my children, mm. and because I know how much they enjoy the character, and my poor daughter was like, "Does that mean there's going to be no more Black Panther?" And she started crying, and it's just like, oh my gosh, like. It's it's heartbreaking that this his touch on screen, you know, affected my children. Yeah, they love the character. Yeah. Uh, also, it's funny when Black Panther was announced. I will say this: I was actually nervous. I was like, "Oh boy, um, they want to have a black superhero. Um, they're better off having a white Wonder Woman than a black superhero." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm speaking like honestly. I was like, this is not going to go over well. This is going to flop, and they're going to hear about this forever. How you know, theaters don't support or moviegoers don't support this kind of cinema. And I was nervous, and then I couldn't believe, in a good way. I was the same way that I was surprised that Trump won. <laughs> I was just as surprised that Black Panther was incre- incredibly. I mean, I it exceeded all box office and critical expectations it was insane and people could argue oh they got the accolades because of you know everyone's the white guilt or whatever i disagree because box office still tells the story people aren't going to be forced to go to the box office they don't want to watch this right yeah exactly yeah Um, and that's in large part due to the likability of uh, mr bozeman yeah um when i first heard about i was pretty sad but the more i thought about it the less sad i was about it i mean because he got um he had his he had his um diagnosis in 2016 and i really think that i feel like his role choices hit different mm-hmm. when you think about like his um his uh his diagnosis because mm-hmm. he every role that he played whether big or small even like the roles in 21 bridges always played like a character that people could look at and like mm-hmm. almost and like look look up to mm-hmm. like he always played like uh, like a redeeming character, or like, or, or just like a character to aspire for. Yeah, I don't think awesome. he ever he didn't think he ever played a bad guy. Yeah, like he always played. I mean, he always played. Um, he always played like, like I said, he played like for one person to be Jackie Robinson, to be Thurgood Marshall, to mm-hmm. be James Brown, mm-hmm. and to be like, and to be one of the most popular black um, superheroes. All on this, uh, have that all on your resume. Yeah, like that, like that was an accent. So I mean. And they were all good movies too. Like they were good roles and good right. movies. And he and he was good in them. So it to me it was just yeah. I mean, he it's just one of those harsh realities of life is that like we all we all have a time that we go. Mm-hmm. We can't choose when we go. But I mean, while you're here, just put your stamp on your legacy. And I think he did that. And I think he I think he did that like in spades. Mm-hmm. So it's just I mean, it's sad. I wish it's sad that he died so young. It said they left his, that he left his family behind, but at the same time, I think that I think that I feel like he knew what was coming, or what was or, or what could or what could come, and I think that he, I think that he like um, probably like 
but maneuvered himself in a way that he can like leave a last legacy. And I think he did that. Yeah. So on on that note, I mean, I can't. It's like I'm sad that he's gone, but at the same time, it's like I think that I could just say job well done. Absolutely, man. Like yes. you, yeah. you really like. Uh, imagine trying to explain to an alien like the significance of what he did. Yeah. As an actor. And another thing that I was thinking about earlier is like, I really do pity people that do not put value and cherish artists for their work. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of times these days, whenever an art, uh, an actor or a musician speaks up about political or social issues, um, athletes, athletes too, like, you know, detractors are very quick to tell them to stick to blank, whatever, whatever it is they do. And that, Dribbling, yeah, whatever, and that their contributions to the world um, are minor and ins- insignificant, and and to that I just can't wrap my head around because the magic about art is that someone can create something out of nothing or portray something in a way that touches you and 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 resonates with you so deeply that you feel a connection to a stranger. Somebody yeah. you don't even know, or a connection to a, a fictional character that you don't even that doesn't even exist. Right. And to me, that is a connection to humanity and a connection to um, people that I try to take with me in in other ways. You know what I'm saying? So like the connection that I feel with everybody right now who is kind of like mourning the loss of this guy um i'm hoping that i can hold on to that and so that when it's time for me to act humanly um i can remember these kinds of moments and these feelings that i feel where we're all just kind of like we really are all connected through different different means yeah does that make sense yeah yeah well said perfect sense uh we also have to give a shout out to loot olsen Hall of Fame basketball coach here in America. Um, he passed away at the age of 85. He suffered from a stroke. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about? Because I know you're a little bit more probably well versed than I am in, in I know, his career. I know that. Like, I know that he meant a lot to Steve Kerr. I think that Steve, well, Steve Kerr lost his dad. Like Steve Kerr lost his dad because he was assassinated because he was a president of American University. Right. And I, and like Steve Kerr said that he was a lot to Olson. Olson was his coach. And like everyone, mm-hmm. every basketball player that played for the Olds has nothing but good things to say about him. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of a legend. Like he's kind of a legend like that in the basketball world mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't know outside the basketball world. Yeah. He's he's a very, uh, I mean, coaches typically are a little I mean, bit yeah, more. but there's some coaches that are like, you know, like Mike Krzyzewski. Like there's some guys that like get Transcend. there. Like, yeah. yeah. But like he's one of those guys that like, if you know, you know type. Right. Guys, so. Right. Um, and then we also have to say rest in peace with the news broke. Like a couple today. hours ago today, yeah. uh, Cliff Robinson, formerly of the uh, Portland Trailblazers, yeah, uh, he uh, he passed away today yeah, uh, at age fifty three. They don't know how yet, um, but I remember he's just a figure from my childhood. Just watching, I remember seeing watching us play Portland, seeing this like this big good dude mm-hmm. with the with the headband on. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was just a figure from my childhood. So to see that he died, had a cup of coffee with the Nets too. Yeah, he did. Not to, be, uh, not to be a wrench. Him and Phoenix. He was <laughs> yes. in Phoenix and New Jersey, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah. Um, rest in peace to those guys. Yep. 
Here come the bongos. Love them. There they are. Um, did you have anything you wanted to add to that, Ryan? No, no, I, I don't know the other two individuals uh, very well at all. Okay. I, I know the Robinson basketball player a little bit. I don't follow basketball. I'm a little bit more hockey. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? We could actually talk about that when we talk uh, NBA. We could, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's some stuff we could talk about the NHL. Yeah. Um, so if you are uh, paying attention to your phone screens or the television screens, you probably have heard about the shooting that took place in Kenosha, Wisconsin, earlier this week. Um, a man named Jacob Blake was shot seven times in the back by a police officer. Here we are again. And uh, yeah, here we are again. Guess it must be fate. Um. Okay, there's a lot to unpack with this one. Um, but we'll start with the actual video, I guess, where you don't see much of the precursor to what happened. The only thing that we can really go on is eyewitness accounts, where apparently Jacob was breaking up a fight between two women where the police were called and the police showed up. And the next thing, the only thing that we can see is the police trying to apprehend Jacob Blake. Um, one of the officers has his hand on Jacob's shirt while he's tugging away. Jacob is walking away from him, um, trying to get back into his car. Um, his three kids, three sons were in the car. And as Jacob Blake, is, the door is open. And as he's, you know, sort of getting into the pa- the driver's seat, um, that's when the officer decides to empty the clip into his back. Um, he was taken to the hospital. He, I believe he was handcuffed to the hospital bed up until I think you did today or yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. And they say that he is possibly not going to be able to walk again. So he well, survived. First off, it's amazing he's alive. I was just about <laughs> to say he survived, yeah. which is something that is not often said in cases like this. So the, uh, I mean, I don't even know what the following press the precedent is for this like who who gets to talk first like do the officers talk first do he talk does he talk first like who gets to tell their side of the story first Um, well the officer already he already has with his chain of command uh, that's already been his statement's been given before they get go on leave they would have to they hand in their weapon and whatever and they're 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 given a full every every time there's a shooting whether it's valid or not they have to give a report here's a question that i have for you ryan does this happen in canada well, yeah, we've kind of talked about this on the show. I guess uh, I think we did with you guys, some other people from the uh, uh, Gamergate production. But uh, obviously, racism is everywhere. We have issues with uh, uh, the indigenous people, First Nations people here. Uh, like with, it, it, unfortunately, racism is everywhere. But violent, it's, like no, I don't. I guess, I guess, I guess no. Or else I'd hear about it. There, there have been shootings. There was one just recently in Nova Scotia. I don't know if you heard about that one. No. Uh, but it wasn't a, I, if I, you know, the, let me, let me speak um, plainly here. I, I I'm tired. <laughs> mm. I like meaning like I'm getting to the point where I was, I don't, I don't know when this, when this, when this recent shooting happened, I almost like, is this, it all bleeds into another violent act. I, I, I almost can't keep up. I, I'm, I'm almost like, who's who now? I, another one, another, it's getting to the point where every, excuse the pun, but everything's bleeding into another story where I'm like, I, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in Canada, we don't quite have the violent crimes. A lot of it, cause we just don't have the, the gun. Like I've never seen a gun in a household in my life that I can remember. 
Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Imagine that, dude. Like, yeah, like I've never seen I, I'm in the military. The first time I ever handled the weapon was in the military. Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> like I guess both of us uh, are sitting here with like our mouths open and like almost in disbelief because mm. like how old were you when you first saw a gun, Ed? Uh when I first saw a gun? Yeah. Five, maybe? Yeah, I think I was probably about that age too. Five? Uh, but where was it? I was at my house. Yeah. My, who, like, who was it? My like not my dad owned a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He owned a shotgun and a revolver. Yeah. Because that's just like you gotta protect your house. That's just what you do down here. Yeah, yeah you gotta sure. protect your house, you gotta protect your family. Keep a thing on you. Um so what did you but think? But I did see the, I did see the video, of course, and I couldn't believe when I saw it. I was like, okay, how many times did you have to shoot this guy? And I know I know his back was turned. My only question when I first saw the video, maybe there's been some clarification since. What why what was he getting from the vehicle? Do we know? So that's and that's the other thing is that there's a lot of unanswered questions. Um, you know, and going through the the comments on Facebook and everything like that and Twitter has been an exercise in futility because some people are convinced that he had a gun in the car and that he was going to come back and shoot the place up. Some people are convinced that he had a knife on him and that's why the officer shot him. Some people mm-hmm. were convinced that he was going to speed off and use his car, use his car as a weapon with three kids in the car with three kids in the car. I mean, there's, there's yeah. all kinds of people that are yeah. so sure that this man was a threat and yeah. that this shooting was warranted that Did he have a weapon on him when you walked to the car. No, they say no. They say no. They I mean, say you that see, you, can, you, you can see the tape. He has something in his hands. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it, why did the police officers just? There's two of them, right? So apparently the order. Why did they just tackle him? Well, I don't understand their their inability to take this guy down. That was his question. That was the question. When he woke up, his question was, "Why did they shoot me so many times?" Yeah. He asked that question. He's like, "Why did they shoot me so? Not why did they shoot me? Why did they shoot me <laughs> so, so many, many times?" times. Apparently, they used a taser on him. The, the, I guess one of the other officers used a taser on him that did not work. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the reason why they escalated the situation. But what were your thoughts on the whole thing? Um, I guess my, my thoughts on when it happened was just like, this is what's always going to happen. And my thoughts after the fact, when I saw people trying to explain it, like, this is why... I don't debate anyone. This is why nothing will ever change because you don't care. Like none of you care. Like it's not none of you. I mean, it's just the people that can make change and care. They don't. I feel like we're so close to, well, here's the thing. I feel like we're really close to actually seeing a change, like an overall change. Well, yes, but the people that are hanging on to the status quo have like G.I. Joe Kung Fu fucking grip with Velcro and Gorilla Glue onto the old way of things. And they just will not let go. They cannot let go. They cannot. And I have a whole theory about this, but continue on to what you were saying. No, I mean, I don't I, I think that I mean, I don't want to seem like I don't want to like jump on anyone for thinking that they're that, that we're gonna that there's gonna be change i don't want to be super negative about that it's just that i just really go by history and i'm just going by what i see mm-hmm. so i don't want to seem like i don't want to make it seem like i'm just saying oh you think it's gonna change like that's not where i'm coming from i'm saying that like what i've seen is that because the thing is like 
my thing is like, what was Brianna Taylor doing when she saw one when you saw both of them, John? Facts. What was she doing when Facts. she saw Mont Arbery? Facts. What was Mont Arbery like? What was George? What was like? What was George Floyd doing when he saw Mont Arbery? Facts. What was Jacob Blake doing when he saw George Floyd? Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And that's how that's how random it can be. It can be any of us. None of them. Mm. No one chose to be in this position. It just happens. Right. So it's just like, I don't like. Forgive me for I just my my faith isn't there at this point. My energy is just like I'm just gonna I'm not I'm not gonna make it easy for you. I'm not gonna lay down and let you do this to me. But do I think it's gonna be changed? I don't. I can't say. I can't say yes. But I'm not gonna lay down like this. Like I think that you should march. I'm not saying that this. I'm not. I'm not at the point saying that marching is futile because I think that like this shouldn't be easy for like you, we shouldn't just let people murder us. That's not okay. Right. And like even if they won't change, we should keep marching because this is not okay. But I will say this though, that kid, Cal Rittenhouse, he should get the fucking chair. Yeah, so we have to get into this because oh, this kid, sorry. Kyle, he's getting the fucking chair. Went and went to the protest in Kenosha. Does not live in Kenosha. Seventeen year old. Seventeen years old with a rifle. Apparently, it's uh, illegal in Wisconsin to own a rifle everywhere. And so you're seventeen. At yeah, is it? Is it is illegal? I'm pretty sure everywhere. But I, I you thought can't it, own a rifle at seventeen. I don't know. I don't but know. Even if, even if, even if you can, that wasn't his though. It wasn't. Yeah, and he brought it to a he brought it to a, a protest, which yeah. people will try to say like, oh, he has every right to hold a gun into. Yes, he absolutely does. Right no. to bear arms. Second, if I you did. do, fuck no. If you think that, but fuck you. Here's the thing: when you bring a rifle, yeah, absolutely, fuck you. When you bring a rifle to a protest, you are by definition escalating the situation. Because you're brandishing a weapon, right? So, and this is where this is where the story kind of gets a little murky because, according to people, there's different order of events that happen. But the 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 the, the finale was he ends up shooting three people and killing two and maiming one. Yeah, like one lost his arm. Mm. All for nothing. It, 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 it's weird. It, I, I'm just trying to picture. Let's say I'm in Canada. Well, I'm in Canada. I'm in Canada. And I'll use, um, let's say there's a gay pride parade. Mm-hmm. So you got a gay, uh, the, the uh, gay pride parade is happening on the left side of the street. And on the right side of the street is your people protesting their parade. So the way that I see, the only way to resolve this conflict is for me to come with an assault rifle, walk down in the middle. <laughs> I, that's what I don't understand is you got two different opposing people. Sure, there's they're you know, if it's a peaceful protest, which is what I believe in personally, but that's me. Like you can voice what you need to voice, change what you need to change and absolutely do whatever it is you have to do. If you're, if you're being uh, oppressed or wrong, I believe in protest. I believe in that the, the, the racism or the uh, system that's failing should be torn down. However, the metaphorically more than, yeah, that's just me. I'm a peaceful person. I can't help it. But what? if you, if you, but if I come in with a rifle, I don't understand. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm saying this terribly. I apologize. I, I don't understand the mentality of this young kid coming to a protest with the rifle. I don't know. Like, what what would be his intent? Like, coming with a sign, coming with a megaphone. I get it. Even if you come with some eggs or something, or you know, the splatter on somebody. Okay, but that's yeah. the idea. I say I brought eggs because I intend to throw them on somebody. I'm not going to okay. cook an omelet. So when you <laughs> when you come with a rifle, that's the whole point. Like, what? What are we hoping to like? What is your end game when you come with a rifle? Anyone? Well, so here's the thing, Ryan. Here in America, we have people that uh, like to glorify the whole uh, lone wolf, 
uh, so patriotic it soldier. It's 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 terrible. I mean, I saw a tweet. I don't know if it was photoshopped or not, but uh, somebody has said that. Uh, uh, what did they say? They said something about uh, the. Sh- uh, I want the shooter to to like be my boyfriend or something like that. And then I think it was. I think it was Ann Coulter. Yeah, that, that fucking walking skeleton. Yeah, Ann Coulter, yeah. Ann Coulter said, "I want him to be my president." Fuck her. Now, Ann Coulter is a clown. She's a fucking skeleton. I know. And she's just a. But she's a clickbait. But she, you know? she's very clickbaity. She's a fucking ghoul. But she does echo a sentiment that people feel, and I saw it firsthand. Like the comments that I read this week were absolutely disgusting, absolutely disgusting, and I. It was from people who I thought I knew, who I thought I was friends with, or people who I grew up with. And go ahead. No, I'm saying that's my thing because everyone always wants to act like they don't fucking know what's going on. Everyone like like I didn't know, I didn't understand how bad it was. You fucking like you know it's not right though. Like you know everything's not the same. You know we're not equal. You know that shit. So every so that's why it's hard for me to like to entertain the idea that you don't understand you may not understand the, the details of it that's fine but you know it's not right so don't act like whenever someone tells you like oh racism is me it's like they're like oh i didn't know bitch you fucking knew like i can't argue this with people because like you fucking know you fucking know so i that's why i can't do it i can't like sit here and educate people or tell you like why this is so bad no you fucking know you fucking know like every time that you see like a black person going somewhere, or your parents said some shit about a black person, or saying like, "Black, black people do this." Like you've heard it, you've seen it, you know. So I'm not gonna do this shit with you. I have a theory about this, and I was thinking about it, and let me just like float this to you guys and see what you guys think. So I think that admitting your own racial or racist um, prejudices or thoughts or anything like that, like that's a form of grief because you have to come to terms with something about yourself that is very ugly. And it makes you a bad person. Nobody wants to think of themselves as an ugly, bad person. But you also have to come to terms with the fact that you've been lied to and you've been kind of like swindled into believing something that is just blatantly false. And so you have to admit that, one, um, you may have said or done some things that are very hurtful and ugly and um, you may have negatively affected somebody for a very long time, and you have to admit that you're not as smart as you think you are. Those are two very hard things to come to terms with. And if you look at like the stages of grief, like the first step, and you don't always go through these in, in order, but the first step is denial, right? It's, I'm not racist. I'm not. Like, how, how could you say I'm not racist? I'm just. Uh, da, da, da. That's the same thing that happens when you find out that somebody in your family did a heinous act. Like, oh no, Uncle Luke wouldn't do that. Like. No, yeah, like he did that shit. And then the second stage is anger. Like you get anger at you get angry at uh, other people. You lash out. You lash out. Oh, this is why you guys are the way that you are, and this is why you guys are 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 are, are dying at the hands of the police. Like you can't even see the actions that lead to your own. Co- That's anger. Now the third step typically is uh, bargaining, right? Where you say things like, "Oh, if I had done this, then this might not have happened." But if you don't personally feel a sense of loss you're not going to reach that bargaining stage because you don't feel like you need to gain anything back. So if people don't feel like they're losing anything by being racist or if they feel like they haven't um, you know, personally hurt anybody by being racist, then what would be the point of, in, in proceeding forward with that, that stage of, of grief? Does that make sense? It does. But I, you also had a point when you said that. When you said that you don't lose anything. Mm-hmm. 
they're not losing anything. Right. But we are. Right. So how do you see me right. if I'm losing something? Exactly. Like so that goes right back to that. It goes right back to that because they don't see us as, as equal. equals. And it, it all goes back to maintaining the status quo of maintaining a level of supremacy over other people. That's all that this is. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, so I mean, you might be right on something, but that, uh, like that sense of not feeling sense of loss, that just goes back to what I'm saying is like, if you don't, if you don't see my life as equal to yours, then you're not losing anything when I get shot seven times in the back or when I get nailed on for eight minutes or when I get shot in my sleep or right. when I get shot jogging. You're not losing anything. Right. It doesn't mean anything to you. Right. And, you know, like we did, like we're only a few months removed from seeing worldwide protests in the names of racial injustice, right? Like, I mean, we're, we're a few days from it. Like, we're it's, still a few day, it's still happening right now. But we, yeah. saw, we saw it happening in every state in all the corners of the world, right? So I can't be... And I was I was where you were at like when in terms of like losing faith like a few days ago. But somebody pointed out like look like we've seen the protests like we've 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 had conversations with people that we haven't had before. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, there's just like a small group of people that are hanging on to that status quo for for dear fucking life. And you know what? That's okay because in history. There's always going to be people that have been on the wrong side. Like there's, it's never been a hundred percent for progress. It's, it's just like every war, every bill that was signed, like every sort of piece of of legislation that has ever been passed. There's always been people on the other side of it, and that's totally fine because we move on regardless. We progress without them. This is going to be, and I'm going to quote Captain America here. This is going to be the fight for our lives, and we're going to win. I mean, we, I mean, yeah, no, like, I, like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not, I'm not anti your energy. Like, I, 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 I don't want to be right about this. Like, I hope, I hope that you're right. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's not some of that uh, debate where I'm like, I'm saying I'm right, you're wrong. I hope that you are right because I want you to be right. It's just that what I'm seeing and what I've been seeing, it's like, it's like take, um, it's like, it's like take the people that, like, um, take the people that have that we've seen pass away that have been fighting this fight forever. Like they've been fighting this fight since they were since they were our age. Mm-hmm. And they died in their age. Like this is a fight they've been fighting for this long. It's like I'm just I'm just better history. I feel like I'm better history than the average person. And I'm watching them just like this is a fight they've been fighting for decades. And they didn't get to see the end point. So who am I to say that I'm gonna see the end point? Let's talk about the fight that we've been witnessing um the nba for one has been sort of a uh, a hotbed for a lot of attention during this pro during this uh pandemic and during the uh i think uh, do we dare call this the new civil rights era i don't know about that i don't know about that either but we got to find a name for it but anyway um the nba canceled the games this past week um they decided they were going to play in the name of uh, after after the, what had happened to to Jacob Blake. Big fucking deal. Yeah. Not only is it a big deal for the players, but it's a big deal for the owners who decided not to fine and not to suspend anybody for not playing. I mean, that is something that a year ago I would have said was impossible from happening. Um, Ryan, uh, are you a Toronto Raptors fan by chance? Well, no, I mean, obviously I was, uh, I'm not, not a fan. I just, I don't follow the sport. My brother, I have, I have uh, one of my brothers and their kids follow the sport quite religiously, mm. uh, the way I do with hockey. I just, um, 
I do. I did watch the Raptors when they're playing. I watched Drake do his little performances on the sidelines there. And uh, <laughs> who's your uh, who's your hockey team? Uh, the, the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, okay. I'm a Devils fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're both out now. <laughs> okay. All right. We're relaxed. Uh, <laughs> um, but let's talk about we'll, we'll talk about the NBA and the WNBA real quick, and then I want to get to the NHL. Um, what did you, Ed? What did you think about the whole um, pro boycott? I guess you could say. Um, I remember when it, when it happened, and I saw. I remember it was like bubbling up. I just kind of saw it bubbling up. Through, hey, like, I see through, what you did there. Bubbling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. <laughs> I like. It was because you saw it happen, and then you, I remember seeing um, a quote from George Hill. Mm-hmm. He was like, "I shouldn't have come here in the first fucking place." Like he's like, "I wish I never came here." <laughs> and then you just saw like kind of, and then next thing you know, like the Milwaukee Bucks saying, "We're not going to play," and the next thing everyone was like, "We're not going to play there." So just, I remember just seeing escalate like that. Yeah. And I was just because in my in my lifetime, I haven't. I mean, I, I want to say this is probably like the boldest stance I've seen someone take since. Since Kaepernick kneeling, yeah, I mean, for, for them to just walk out on the playoffs, not just like you're they're in a bubble, yep, in playoffs, yep. So this already just kind of like a, a situation where we've never seen before, and for them to see this happen, because we're all thinking like when they go into bubbles, like oh, there's going to be an outbreak. We're worried about them having getting sick, mm-hmm. and it's not because of COVID. It's was racism that they stopped playing, right? Yeah. So that was just like I was floored by it. I was amazed by it. And, Weren't uh, you proud to be a fan, though? I was. I, the NBA and the WNBA. Let me not. Let me. Let me not. Let me give them their shine too, because they still, in my mind, they had the boldest protest move I've seen, where they just walked out on the anthem. Like, yeah. for one, it's one thing to kneel, but just like say the walk out, like, nah, we're out. Yeah, we're good. That was bold, and yeah, but the NBA just keeps showing. How they're just the most like socially conscious, and they just keep thinking. And every I think people talk about how their their um their ratings are falling, but like that's bullshit. Like they're they're by far the best league. They're just bo- there's nothing else to watch. They do everything better than everyone else does. I think like besides aside from the UFC, right? They probably done they probably handled COVID better than anyone at this point. NHL has done a pretty good job of handling COVID. Yeah, like their 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 two bubbles have been uh, pretty good, but. Ryan, I want to ask you about the NHL because while mm-hmm. uh, the NBA and the MLB has uh, stopped playing games for the most part that day, the NHL went forward and had a moment of silence or a moment of reflection, so to speak. Um, why do you... Okay, I got two questions for you. One, sure. why do you think the NHL decided to continue playing games and do and two, do you think that the NHL realizes who their audience is? Yes and yes. So yeah, I mean we're white. <laughs> <laughs> like the majority of all the players are white, and the majority of all the fans are white, and so it's a part. Of, it's not. It's not a reflection on. I mean, I'll speak as a fan. Even like it didn't even dawn on me that we would delay the game. Really, and maybe this is part of me too. This is what I'm getting at. Like my own, and I and I and I feel your guys's passion, and I feel very unqualified to speak on anything. And I'm almost, I would say, afraid, but I don't want to. No, you should. You should speak. I mean, I think that you're. I think that you're like you being candid helps the conversation. You should be able to speak. Absolutely, dude. Like, be honest. Yeah. Well, I come from a different world. Yeah. 
I come from a different upbringing, a uh, different, a different cultural upbringing, uh, a very like, how should I say it? Like my upbringing was a very middle-class calm, quiet upbringing. There was no issues. Uh, the only racism I ever saw was on TV shows, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know, like to me, it's, it's never been more like, it was never real until almost the internet until social media. And I started seeing the world. Like, I mean, I understood it. Like I, of course I'm not, I've said this before on one of my other shows. I'm not an idiot. Like I understand world history, but to see it live, so to speak, I guess is the way of saying it. Social media has brought it to people's doorsteps more than ever before. Like now we're starting to see, it's not just footage or you know, archive footage of the 1960 riots and stuff. Now we're seeing it. Oh, it's on Twitter. <laughs> this, mm-hmm. this person's, posting the beating right now live this is you know so we're seeing it on our front doorsteps and for me i'm a very um i hate it man i I hate conflict i hate it and i like to believe that i'm not racist you know i'm maybe in a a misinformed and maybe naive and maybe maybe just woefully naive i don't know and i'm trying to learn and but it breaks my heart that people just like like if i was that police officer i would like to think that I wouldn't shoot a guy in the back. Um, I would like to think that I wouldn't do that. I don't know why that gentleman or that individual who did the shooting didn't think the same way. I don't know why in that moment he felt the need. And we'll never know. I don't think we could ever know. I don't, but I don't understand it. And it, and it is frustrating. It's frustrating for me as a white person too. Meaning, because I don't feel the way these actions are happening against black people. I don't have this feeling. Yeah. I don't want people to get clubbed, beaten, shot, I don't want this, and I, I and, it, and it, it bugs me as a white person being uh, like because I know there's in my family, in my circle of friends, and my like we also feel this way. So I don't know how far out I have to go before I find my first racist person, but it, it, it but they're out there, and it's frustrating that I can't shake their necks. They just stop. Right. <laughs> what are you doing? And so, anyways, that's my little tirade there. Here come the bongos. <laughs> That was that was awesome, man. Um, oh, so regarding the NHL, my apologies. The no, NHL, no, no. I think we were, I think we were just behind a little bit, but we 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 were, we repented and got on board. But I think we were just behind. I think we, it's a different culture. The hockey ice, the rink, and everything. The people that play hockey, it's a different culture. Yeah, and um, yeah. So I think it was just we were like, oops, we uh, we should probably do this too. And I think they meant to. I think they. I think again, their intention is not to cause harm it wasn't a screw you to the nba i think it was like oh i i guess we should do this too listen man. maybe they were yeah maybe they were just nervous too like do we do this too <laughs> no listen, like, i don't know canada has given us way too much good shit in order for us to to get mad at them all of a sudden like i mean i just jim carrey alone like you get it you get a long pass maple syrup maple syrup <laughs> i mean like we're talking about <laughs> maybe, the, yeah. the heart family yeah, uh, the Hart family. I mean, course. come on, man. Like, no, yeah. they, you Justin got, Bieber. Justin Bieber. So, you know, yeah. like you got you guys got a long way to go. You got to you got you'd have to be very very. You'd be the long downturn of of shit in order for us to get us to turn on you. So we love Canada. Well, and I appreciate that. I knew coming on here, I I wasn't saying that I was nervous, but I remember thinking, oh boy, what a week to come on and get. <laughs> uh, like seriously, I should have come on last week. Uh, yeah, but it's it's just because I I. And I, I'm not trying to virtue signal. Uh, I, I don't like that term, but I also do like it. <laughs> uh, meaning, like I, I, I'm speaking from the heart. I'm speaking just for Ryan. And I just, I don't, I, I honestly sometimes look at the world and I don't understand. I don't actually understand. I feel like I don't belong sometimes. I feel like I don't understand what's going on around here. It's not Same. who I am. And I, I don't know why. And I, like, 
I know why people are upset because of the actions caused another action caused. I get that, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You guys are the same way. I, I guarantee if you and I having never met each other, bumped into each other in an alleyway, like literally we get shoulder to shoulder, hit each other. Mm-hmm. We both walk away saying, sorry. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You're black. I'm white. Yeah. And there would be no like, what the hell, man? Like, oh, sorry. I, I didn't see you there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that, that's it. And we would have continued, but that's not the world, but it's you and I. Right. So something's happening outside of this conversation that, and I guess there's a part of me that gets frustrated because I'm like, I'm not in power or control. So what I do is I, I, in my small, very small realm of influence, my family, my kids, my coworkers, I don't do the things that people are doing. And I hope that helps spread the love a little bit, but it's frustrating when ah, people are still just being assholes. I, I couldn't agree more, but I think that's why this having this show, our show, State Your Take with Ed and Aaron, is mm-hmm. so mega important. Like, it's probably this is probably the most important episode of a podcast as will ever be recorded. The most important podcast in the nation. In the nation right now. So, uh, oh wow, it, yeah. both nations actually, and in America and in Canada. Yeah. So that I mean, a lot of pressure on us. A lot yeah. of pressure right now. I mean, um, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys' patience with me as I'm learning. No, absolutely, dude. Um, I want. Should we lighten things up or should we go? I'm. I'm. I'm gonna well, ask for the next. One? I mean, let's, yeah. Let's, well, like, do you want? I think we should lighten things up a little bit. Just, yeah, let's lighten up a little bit. Let's talk about some balls. Let's talk about some big old, big old balls. Um, we're gonna talk about the DC Cinematic Universe and their big fat balls that they showed us at DC Fandome mm-hmm. this past weekend. We didn't get a chance to talk about it last week because of uh, I mean it was still kind of like it was, it was still kind of going, going on. Going on so I don't I think by the time we reviews. recorded they didn't we didn't they didn't drop the Batman trailer yet. I think I think they did but they just dropped it. Yeah, so it was the the, the piece de resistance yeah. of their their whole weekend and yeah. man, they dropped trailers so for much. Wonder Woman 84. Uh, mm-hmm. We got a little sort of like a, a storyboard for Black Adam. Yeah, some some kind of cool thing with a collaboration between Boss Logic and and The Rock and yeah. DC. Uh, we got a, a, a sort of a, a, a B-roll or a sort of a extras packet behind the scenes look at Suicide Squad along with the uh, cast reveal about who's yeah. going to be playing mm-hmm. who. That was like seven minutes long because the cast is 400 people. <laughs> Uh, we got uh, trailers for both Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and Gotham Knights video games. Two great games, yeah. Two great games that look awesome. Good, yeah. Uh, we got some news regarding. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that came out. I think this might have came out after Fandom, or maybe it was came out during Fandom, but it kind of got swept under the rug. But they're going to be making some more animated Batman. Yeah, movies, yeah, 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 yeah. The, in, um, including the Long Halloween. Yeah, they're also talking about. Um, was it like was it called Milestone Comics? Uh, I believe so. Where they have like the Static Shock and like the, yes. Um, so they're going to be making a, a new Static Shock comic, and I think they're actually trying to make a movie too. They're going to be making a movie, yeah. And then of course we got the trailer for the much anticipated the Batman, the Batman, starring Robert Pattinson. Um, so I'll let you guys go first before I uh get too excited here but i want to hear about what you liked the mo- like what was your highlight of hearing the fandom ryan go first i defer to you yeah okay well i first just want to say i can't believe the cast a black uh <laughs> commissioner gordon how dare they 
<laughs> oh wait, that, was I not muted? Oh my god! <laughs> and there was comments like that. Yes, there was comments. Oh my! Oh gosh, yeah! Just shut up! Just like, oh, yeah. shut up! Like is Jeffrey Wright? Jeffrey Wright. And I was just gonna say he's such a good actor. It's like yeah. I, I, I don't care what skin color you are. Just don't suck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all I have. Um, anyways, that being said, yeah, uh, I was one of, and I will. I wish I took a screenshot when I tweeted this or when I said it on Facebook. When I heard that Robert, pa- sorry, Robin, Robert Pattinson was cast as the Batman, I knew the vitriol that was going to be thrown in his way. Oh yeah, and I was one, I was one of the few. Like, no, guys, you don't understand. He's young. This is the youngest Batman we've had in a long time. That's mm-hmm. good. He's a good-looking kid. Mm-hmm. He's got the square jaw mm-hmm. and. He is a good actor, so I don't understand why. Who cares? Yes, he was in the Twilight. He didn't make the Twilight films. Like I don't know. <laughs> he didn't create right. Twilight. Yeah, he he acted in it, and he actually was him. good in the movies. Like I don't understand the problem. He was actually the best part of the Twilight show was him. Sure. Uh, so all that being said, uh, I knew that it was going to be good. In the trailer, when I watched the trailer, it exceeded exceeded my expectations, and that's only thirty percent of the film. Apparently, yeah, and, dude. Uh, they haven't even finished anyway, shooting yet. He looks incredible. The suit looks incredible. The tone looks incredible. I'm excited, and the and I, I'm I'm not surprised people are still. Oh, well, it looks pretty good after all. Well, shut up! Like this is the guy that did Matt Reeves. This is the guy that did the uh, recent uh, Apes trilogy. This guy knows what he's doing. Yep. Yep. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, Apes, well, Apes was great. Apes was great. All right. Like me. Okay, so me and me as a gamer, yes, I saw this. I saw the Suicide Squad kill Justice League. I was like, that's gonna be dope, dude. Yeah, I saw Gotham Knights where you can you can be like this. Apparently, like Batman in that movie, in, in that one, Batman's dead. Yeah, they hmm. started off the trailer with yeah. showing a dead Bruce Wayne, so you could see you get to play as, as Robin mm-hmm. or Nightwing mm-hmm. or Batgirl mm-hmm. or the Red Hood, dude. Interesting. Yeah, like so killing why, killing is on the table dead? with the Red Hood. Yeah. Sorry, why why is Batman dead? Did they say or I mean just there are a lot of like they're they probably get into why, but there there are some storylines where Batman is dead. So they kind of play around with that a bit, their idea a bit. Sure. So I'm pretty sure they probably did that. Um Suicide Squad 2, I was very excited for just because, like I said before, um with this, the first Suicide Squad, I wasn't mad about the movie itself. I was mad about what it could have been. Mm-hmm. And this looks like more of what that movie could have been exactly like I don't think Suicide Squad was an overall bad movie. I think it had a lot of good parts in it. Like I like a first, I like I like Amanda Waller. I'm sad that they didn't bring back Will Smith as Deadshot. I liked him too, but mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you can't. But look what we got in replace. They just have like a roll call of just like stars, which I this which does not make a movie just by having like a bunch right. of but how much stars hurt it though. But I'm saying like yeah, but like I but James Gunn. From what he did with the Guardians of the Galaxy, I think he could probably bring the energy Suicide Squad yep. too. So I'm excited about that. Um, one of the dark, one of the dark horses that n- no one's talking about in the Batman is oh, I Paul see what you did there, Dark Horse is Paul Dano <laughs> as the Riddler. <sighs> like such a good actor. If you are justice, yeah, please do not lie. What's the price for your blind eye? I. Oh god, dude. Okay, Paul Dan. Like Paul Dan. People don't like. He's one of the. He's one of those great actors that like is mm-hmm. a great actor, but does it really get? No, he doesn't get the respect that he deserves. And I have to say that everything about that trailer, from the initial Warner Brothers and DC logo uh, animating to the sound of duct tape being ripped, yeah. 
to the music choice of Nirvana to the way Batman beat the fuck out of that man yeah, to uh, to 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 the color scheme, everything about that. Tra- I watched that trailer nine hundred <laughs> times. And I'm yeah. still not sad. I still think about it. I still think about it because the tone of it, and Ryan, you touched on that. The tone of it does not, it feels uneasy, mm-hmm. which I think is very important to understand why that plays for this version of Batman because this looks like a Batman that is brand new. Yeah. He looks like he's just out of the League of Shadows, League of Assassins, whatever you want to call them. And he looks like he has it. And some who I forget, one of my clients brought this up to me. He looks like he hasn't fully grasped restraint yeah. yet. Yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah, he's still angry. He's still angry. He's an he's angry batman. Very angry. The way like I'm gonna go back to the way he, he beat up that dude. It looked like he could have killed him. Right. He's like, I am like, that guy is dead. Dude. He's like, no, that guy has a crushed skull. <laughs> like like he's, he's not, he's not right. Like and all <laughs> was that what you were trying to do? Like that guy is clearly dead. <laughs> So I think that this is going to be a very interesting way to see how Batman takes the bat or how Bruce Wayne takes the Batman from being a symbol of fear and possibly, uh, you know, execution to becoming a symbol for justice and peace and goodwill and all that kind of stuff. Well, I don't think he ever was though. I think he always was a symbol of fear. Yeah. Yeah. No, he absolutely is. But I, I, I think like, um, what I mean by that is so like bat turning Batman from, uh, you know, someone, someone who is vengeance to being someone that Gotham city can kind of look to as a symbol of hope or a symbol of, uh, order, so to speak. Um, I think that's that's kind of, I, I don't know. Like that's just kind of where where I went with it. So is this a standalone film the same way the Joker is? Because I, I know a lot of people criticize that we, even when the Joker was never going to be a sequel or part of any other films. I kind of like the idea of what they're doing here. If it is because just like the comic book world has standalone books, they're like standalone stories. They don't they don't continue anywhere else. Or just that's right. the story along with it. Yeah. Is that what's happening here with the Batman? So Ed and I talked about this like before the mics went on that this could be like I don't I don't know, but I, yeah. the way that I see it is that like this is kind of like a, a prequel to Ben Affleck's Batman, like Robert Pattinson's just a younger version of Affleck's Batman. It could, it could be like I, like I could see that making sense. I can see I can see that happening. Yeah, yeah for but sure. it could also just be a standalone as well. Like it, I guess it all depends on the myth. The mythos behind it. I don't think it'd be a standalone just because of money. Like I don't. Well, no, they'll definitely make more, <laughs> right. more versions. Because even with the Joker, there was a lot of like, oh, is that really the Joker? Is that in his mind? You know, there's a lot of interpretation with this film, the Batman. There's no, there's no way around it. This is the Batman. This is the <laughs> Batman. Yeah, it's so, done. The title. It's going to make a lot of money. It's going to make a fuck ton of money. Definitely. And yeah. So is so. And the studios you know, are going to be yelling for a sequel. And like I know that uh, I just want to talk real quick about the Wonder Woman trailer because oh, yeah. I know that a lot of people like there's a lot of that stuff that we already got to see, but we finally got the reveal of Cheetah, and some people weren't too happy with the way that she looked. Why? Because I guess she looked a little bit too CG, like a little like. But I don't think that I don't think that that's done. Like I, I think that they're going to clean that up a little. Here's bit. the thing about CG that I don't get people's like gripes with. I understand how some things can look CG. Bad CG, I have a pro- I actually have a problem with. Mm-hmm. But just the people who have fact that just CG being there and they just hate it. It's like, what do you really want at this point? Like, do you want her to be walking around in a cat suit? Like, what? They I don't understand. They, yeah, that's probably what they want. That's the thing. Want. I don't get. Like, I get that when 
Bassie G, I'm with you. Why, no, they, want to, the, they want her dressed up like Josie and the Pussycat. It's like, what do you, do you, do you want cats? Is that what you want? You want cats. <laughs> like, what do you want? Dude, that trailer was so fucking awesome. She rode the lightning like fucking Metallica, dude. That was crazy. She had the fucking lasso of truth and she said, yeah. And she took a lightning bolt and said, yeah. That's, that, yeah. That, that, all, that alone is price of admission for me. Yeah. Can we all just uh, bow at how beautiful Gal Gadot oh, is? Oh, my God. I mean, it's distra- like, it's dist- a more beautiful woman. It's 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 insane how pretty she is. It's, it's distracting, dude. It is, it is a little bit distracting. I remember watching I that watch first movie. Movies. I was yeah, like, I couldn't even I couldn't even like focus on what she was saying sometimes because I was like, how does her fucking face look like that? <laughs> like, I see her fucking face. Like, it's just so fucking perfect. So I'm right there with you, bro. So, oh, so her acting isn't that great. I'm like acting. I don't even. What are you talking about yeah. acting? I'm just looking at a beautiful woman. Was <laughs> acting? Was acting bad? I, I didn't think no. so at all. I mean, no, there isn't. I think, but you know, I think dudes, should, like everybody will have something to say about it. They said the same know. thing about Brie Larson as Captain America. They just don't like women that have fun with superheroes. That's the, which, well, can, which, we, can we agree that Miss Marvel, maybe Captain Marvel, sorry, uh, why the butch haircut? That's all I got to say. Anyways, move on. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's but that's the, the fucking uh, the like shaved. Yeah, that's of, but of that's, that's 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 in the car- in the comic book. That's yeah, yeah, in the yeah, comics, yeah. though. I mean, that's comics. I think it looks kind of badass. That's comics, though. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just it, it's not in the comics. That's yeah. all it is. Like that's all that is. Brie Larson's hot too. Oof. I yeah. mean, she's, she's yeah, that, but that, that's why no that, but that's why no one watched Birds of Prey. It's right. The yeah. Same thing. And it's like that's a great movie. Great movie. Fun movie. One thing. I, one thing I will say that I am worried about the mm-hmm. Batman is like there are three villains in there. Yeah, we've seen that before. I like what I'm saying. Like. I'm I, I'm still gonna watch it. I'm optimistic, but I just seen. I'm just saying. Whenever I've seen a movie with too many villains, it, sometimes they drop the ball. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I hope they don't. Depends how they're used. It just depends how they're used. Smart writing can take care of that, right? Uh, because look at well, look at this. Three villains, sure, but look at the Avengers. How many villains do they have in that, that, those freaking films? Fair point. Great point. So point. it is a good point. I know I'm smart. Well, no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the reason why they got away with it is. Smart writing. So let's just hope uh, there's smart writing. And Matt, Matt Reeves is an intelligent writer, so yeah. I, I'm feeling pretty confident about I'm, it. I'm optimistic too. Like I'm just saying, like that's just a one. That's like a, it's not even like a huge criticism. I was just like, uh, but it's not. I'm still optimistic about the Batman. If there's ever a reason to wear a mask, it is so that we can get this fucking virus under control, and so that these movies can actually come out next year when they're supposed to. I mean, Batman's wearing a mask. He doesn't, he doesn't cover his nose in his mouth, though. Which I'm is saying, kinda, like, which is kind of ironic. It <laughs> is. <laughs> Bane, Bane would have been fine. Bane's fine. Bane's a perfect mask. I'll, I'll rock a Bane mask. We talked about this. I'd rock a Bane mask. dark. I was born in the dark. Nobody cared who I was when I wore the mask. Which, now I think about it, at least his voice made sense. He was in a mask, but Batman's didn't. Like, I can understand why I understand Bane, but like your mouth is out. Yeah. Why can't? But I mean, you got to you got to get a little rasp so that everybody knows who you are. That dude was eating rocks. Like he was just swallowing gravel. Yep. <laughs> Real rusty on that voice. All right, here's Bongos. Okay. Um, on continuing our our train of fuckery to nowhere, uh, we got to talk about the story about the uh, Jerry Falwells. Oh boy. The Falwell family and how well they fell from grace. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was good. Yeah, good job. Wow. You ready, Ryan? Here we go. Dateline. Jerry and <laughs> Becky. <laughs> Jerry and Becky Falwell's. Sorry, let me recover from that. Sorry. Jerry and Becky Falwell's illicit years-long affair with a Miami pool boy. Explained. 
Um, so I, I don't want to read the whole thing, but I'll just go, we'll just go through the cliff notes here. So uh, Jerry and Becky Falwell are evangelicals who run a uh, super church. What is it called? Mega church. Mega church. Yeah, his, the, he's he's a son of Jerry Falwell Sr., yes. who was known most famously for blaming 9-11 on gays. And yes. yeah. Very, very famously uh, anti LGBTQ, very anti. Uh, That's weird. You're Christian? That's weird. <laughs> Ultra conservative, conservative um, anti Martin Luther King, um, anti Muslim, very much the uh, very worst type of uh, Christian that yeah. you can imagine. Um, very, and I think also famously um, banned hugging. From yeah. in their uh, their church and in their school, Liberty University, founded in 1971. That's the school. That's the school where they they're not allowed to hug for more than four seconds. Hey, where Jerry Falwell was the president. Yes, you start get you start to get a little bit of wood if you hug longer than that. Yeah, you do. You definitely get chubbed up. Nope. Um, it, it, the the school and the uh, the church is now run by Jerry Falwell Jr. Um, and his wife, who who uh, you know kind of just keep the that hate train going. Um, choo choo. Both very uh, actively supportive of Donald Trump as well, which will come into play later. Um, so they used they they hired a a pool boy named Giancarlo Granda. Yes, great name. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's almost cliche that's a pool boy. Man. All right, it, it felt it, like it just someone wrote that. It is. It is. Um, and they mentioned that, and then he's a, a business partner of a hostel in Miami, which is uh, known as a cesspool of vice, <laughs> which is a fantastic description for anything. And I'm probably going to call my house that yeah. when I when I when I finally buy a house, I'm going to call it a cesspool of vice. Kind of like that. Nice. <laughs> on the front door, oh, yeah. like on the um, on the doormat. Yeah. Um, here, here's where things kind of pick up. In 2018, a lawsuit was filed by a father and son against Falwell Jr., which claimed that they had helped him conceive the Miami hostel business in 2012, only to be cut out of it. The suit detailed the affection that the Falwells had quickly developed for uh, Juan Carlos Granda, uh, who was 21 at the time. They had met Granda at the Fountain Blue Hotel, where he was working as a pool attendant, flown him around in their private jet and given him a share of the hostel business in order to help build his career. It had later emerged that Falwell Jr. had introduced Granda to Donald Trump when Trump spoke at Liberty University in 2012. Okay, so they found this boy. They said, he's cute. Let's give him a business. <laughs> Let's give him things. Um, as it turns out, the Falwells... Get a little freaky when the lights go out. Sure. Yeah. And what happened was apparently Mrs. Faldwell, Becky, was like, hey, so you talking to them girls over there, Juan Carlo. They don't know what they're doing. What you need is an older woman, a little more experience to show you how to do things right. Why don't you come up to my hotel room and I'll show you what it's about? And he was like, okay. Cool. Sure. But here's the here's a twist. You ready for this? My hubby, he likes to watch in a speedo <laughs> while he touches himself. Well, cook action. 
this is really this is really like how those movies start. This yeah. is like uh, this yeah. like the movies that you see on the uh, the, the Cinemax late at night. Yep. Um, Juan Carlos said he was 20 when he met Jerry and Becky Falwell while working as a pool attendant at the Fountain Blue. Um, started uh, starting that month in March of 2012 and continuing to 2018. Granda told Reuters that the relationship involved him having sex with Becky Falwell while Jerry Falwell looked on. That's pretty, uh, it's pretty specific. It's pretty good. And apparently he has the receipts in text messages to back up those claims. Um, so apparently it wasn't uh, just the Bible that was being thumped at night. Hey, now. Hey. Hey, now. Um... <laughs> There's really there's in 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 most cases this happens probably all the time. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Here's like rich yeah, and powerful rich and powerful couples probably find um extracurricular people to come into their relationship and have a little bit of fun. And that's totally fine. It's totally sure, fine. Yeah, knock boots, totally, whatever you Yeah, do whatever you want to do. Heart, yeah, my heart line is consent. Like as long as everyone's Yeah, of course, it's illegal, yes. consensual. As long as it's legal. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The 20 pool boys in a row, whatever. Like, if everyone's having fun and it's consensual, sure. It's just, yeah. Do you, fam? But the problem here in lies is when during the daytime, you present yeah. yourself to be somebody else that you're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You out here banning like hugs and like there's no sex mm-hmm. on your campus, no R rated movies. Mm-hmm. But nope. apparently, apparently, mouth hugs are totally on the table, though. Mouth hugs. <laughs> you can hug with your mouth. You know what I'm saying? That, that is, the, and that actually is the problem. Is and this is the problem I have with religion in general. Is you have the leader of this religious facility, however you want to call it, meeting house program, whatever it is, and just like that, yeah, he's spouting off moral, moral virtue, and behind closed doors, he's doing. It, the flip side of that again it's not illegal it's consenting adults yes but he's making money off his moral uh, fortitude that he's conveying to the crowd who gives him money so he's making money off of people making them feel uh guilt and shame they have they come to church to feel better about themselves and to find god so they can be live a clean life as they see it and the guy that's giving them that uh blessing so to speak of oh you're you're whole now because of my sermon but i'll go take your money that you've given me and knock boots with the pool boy or my wife will at the hotel that you guys paid for. That's the disgusting behavior. And you don't, you don't need in my personal opinion. This is just me, Ryan talking. That's why I, you don't need organized religion or a building to attend to find God or spirituality or a moral code. Like don't give this guy a freaking dime. He's a fraud. He's, he's a fraud. Number one, he's a fraud. I don't understand why people do this, why they go to this facility and give him money Especially with the information that they now know about him, just find find your spirituality at home. You don't you don't need to go and give money to these people. I think it's just like live your like if you want if you want to have a pool boy and watch them bang your wife, that's fine, that's cool. You can do that. Like my thing is, you can't do that and then have a, a school where you ban dancing. You can't have both. You can't be both, dog. Like you just. I'm not even like I'm not even because I think people try to king shame dude. I'm not even trying to king shame dude. Not at all. No, not yeah, at all. no that's like, what I mean. He's making money off his he's making money off his hypocrisy. That's what bugs me. Yeah, dude. It's like, man, if you want to see your wife get buried, that's you. If you want to watch your wife get piped by the pool boy, that is all you. You can do that. 
Ain't nothing out here stopping you from watching your wife get that pipe from the pool boy. No well, he's clean pipe, though, right? Yeah. I'll say this. This is the last thing I'll say. Becky Falwell. I'm, yeah, I do it. I do it. <laughs> I'm. Just, I'm just. Like, I would do it. I would. I would do it. I would be <laughs> the pool boy. I would do it. But they probably don't. They and probably don't. but and then but they they talk about like oh I'm, I'm get, uh, like they're getting extorted like you're getting extorted by a pool boy. What are you talking about? Like you have a direct line to the president of the United States. How about you get extorted by a pool boy? Like c- make it make sense, dog. I mean, I would like to. You know what? Let me let me not say. You can throw your head. I mean, you can throw your head. I don't think they fuck black. I don't think they would. <laughs> side note: Side note: I could never. I couldn't perform with with somebody watching me in the corner. I could barely perform with me watching. <laughs> I mean, they. I mean, they, they were giving this. They were giving to do like business shares, like, like trips. Yeah. I mean, cause there was a lot on the line from from like Giancarlo Grandes' perspective. Uh-huh. It's like I get to. I have to bang someone's wife, and I get. I could, I get um equity into this thing. I get equity into like this business. I get trips. Yeah, I'm like him. I have no, I can't argue that he's doing. Like I totally get. Oh, it. Oh no, it was I a smart totally play. Get it? Smart business. Move. I totally get. It. Like so, if they're trying to, if anyone tries to shame the dude, I'm like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> Talking about shame. The only person that should be ashamed. For being such a sexual deviant, <laughs> should be Bella Thorne. Mm. Thorne. Uh, I don't even know who Bella Thorne is, but this story I came. I don't know who she is. This story came across my pipeline, and it concerned something that is very important to me: OnlyFans. <laughs> so I had to pay attention. Dateline. Bella Thorne. <laughs> Bella Thorne. Sorry, sorry. That scared me. <laughs> <laughs> Bella Thorne's $2 million payday has OnlyFans sex stars, subscribers, crying scam. Bella Thorne reportedly set records with her OnlyFans debut, but now some competitors and paying customers are calling it a big strip tease. Emphasis on the tease. The former Disney princess turned porn producer. Time out. Hang on. That is a 2020 headline right there. Talk about 180, yo. Disney princess turned porn producer. I haven't seen a big 180 since like Judy who did porn and Family Matters. Judy, and then uh, what's her face from uh, Boy Meets World? She went into porn too. Who did? Uh, uh, not not the one you're I thinking know. about. No, I know, I know it's not her. Um, uh, well, slow down. I got to Google these girls. While you're Taking um, notes here. Okay, continue. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know who her character was on the show, but uh, her name is Maitland Ward. And she was like on the show and then she disappeared for a while and then she oh, popped wow. up and now she's doing the, uh, doing the whole adult film thing. But apparently this lady, Bella Thorne, this young lady, um, decided that she was going to go on OnlyFans and that she, was going, she had promoted and said that she was going to be naked, naked. Quote, that's a quote, naked, naked. On and that she was charging uh, $200 for a pay-per-view post, which is essentially like you pay to see one singular post. It's not a subscription. You have to subscribe. It's, it's kind of like when you buy it's the a, pay-per-views yeah. in UFC and you already pay for the ASPN Plus. It's yeah, exactly it's a, that. It's a microtransaction. It's exactly. It's a, it's, a, it's a microtransaction. Yeah. So you have to pay for the subscription and then you, on top of that, you had to pay for $200 for a naked, naked photo, which ended up not being a naked, naked photo. It was just a photo of her in some lingerie. Um, 
now the fallout from this was a lot of her subscribers wanted some uh, chargebacks because they weren't getting the thing that they were promised to get. And now OnlyFans has responded by saying, now you can only charge $50 for a one-time post, for a pay-per-view post, and uh, you can't um, tip anything more than $100, which severely cuts into a lot of people's income because you know the 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 tip cap there was, there was no salary cap on the tips no caps on the microtransactions <laughs> and there was no caps on the microtransactions but because of this because of this backlash um it has cut into the uh the business of some of the site's biggest uh content creators so ryan yes state your take well, I, I didn't know about this OnlyFans thing until literally the, when he gave me the notes. Uh, I did my own Google. I've seen the, the Bella Thorne issue a little bit. Um, I didn't. So only, excuse me, OnlyFans is basically Patreon for porn. Yes, but they don't mostly, advertise. They don't yes. advertise porn, but it is. Mo- I mean, there's a lot of sites like yeah, this. mostly yes. There's private posts. There's a admire me. There's a lot of these kinds. I of I mean, posts, Snapchat was for dick pics at first, and then yes. it became something else. So that's right. Kind of but okay. OnlyFans is used mostly by for this kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, well, my only state your take on this is you know if a customer is paying for something, give it to them. That's, that's ridiculous that she's kind of being a bit of a tease. It sounds like she was going to share nude photos. My understanding was that she had nude photos stolen or hacked from her. Did we talk about that? Oh no, I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah. That. So that's kind of how this all started was, is that she had photos, you know, I don't know. How, I don't know how hackers do it. You gotta, you gotta love these guys. You're like, I'm going to get your nudes. One way or another. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, they find a way, bless their hearts. And so there's nude photos. Out, uh, she got blackmailed. That's right. She got blackmailed. Then she goes, no, uh, you, I, I'll just release them on my own. I'm going to take control. So that's kind of how she kind of went down this weird tunnel of that's the narrative anyways. Maybe that's all part of the narrative. But uh, yeah. she took control of her body and sexuality. And then she realized, oh, there's an audience for me. And then became who she is. But it sounds like, excuse the pun, she pulled out. Of this uh, releasing nice. the nude photos, nice, like that. Thank you. Uh, that's kind of I, I, at the end of the day. If you're at the end of the day, if you're gonna, if people are paying a lot of, look, they're paying to see you naked. Let's be honest. Just mm-hmm. give them the freaking photo or the video. Like they're giving you a lot of good money, and only they're gonna see it anyway. So have again, consenting adults have fun, but don't you know? Don't write checks that your ass can't cash. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Loving the wordplay. Um, yeah. Here's my thing. Here's my thing on that. Like one one another part of that um, issue that ended up happening is that they used to get paid out in seven days, and now because right. of that, they get paid out in thirty days. Right. Yo. So my issue with this is um I have a few issues with it. Uh, I guess the top issue is who who well, I was gonna say well, you want to back up a little bit when you, <laughs> you hit who that. is paying two hundred dollars to see both or naked. Well, like you said, like the article says, she's a Disney girl, so oh, there's yeah, like there's that aspect of it, like oh, she's so she's such a in- innocent person. Like you know, five it, years ago, she wasn't legal. That's almost right. she's very young, it's barely legal. Oh my god, this is so dirty and so wrong. Here's my take on that, though. She, there are people asking for refunds because she wasn't naked. I think that people ask for refunds even if she was naked. Because you don't think you just don't no. think it would be it would be worth the yeah, price think, of admission. Like yeah, I think this is this is definitely overcharged. You definitely mm. overcharged me for this. 
Like, it's just, I, just, I, I just don't. Here's the thing, though. As a uh, OnlyFans patron myself. Okay. Oh, are you? Oh, yeah. I'll say you that. Run one? You run one or you? No, I don't, I don't run one. No, I don't run one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you won't see you won't see the artist. So you're not gonna see the artist. He he pays to play. I pay to I pay to play. Pay to uh, play. But it's because but it's because it's like people that I know. Honestly, like it's cool. it's okay. people that I I've, I'm like. All right, you want you know I'll support you. You know, say so I ask people to to write a review on our, our show. I ask people to to purchase t shirts. I ask mm-hmm. people to share the content. I mean, what's five ninety nine a month to me to help out a friend of mine? Like there's this nothing. Oh, yeah, it's nothing. Way to pound the pavement. But see, here's the thing. It is a business. Mm-hmm. OnlyFans yeah, is a business. It is a way for people to make money. Yeah. And so if you're going to run your business, you got to make sure you have what? Good customer service. That's right, okay. everybody. If you're ever playing along and is. you're playing business bingo, make sure you hit that square that says strong customer service there will lead is. to repeat customers. There right? You go. So you can't be out here, uh, you know, uh, mis- misforming people or, or, or lying about what you're going to offer the services that you're going to offer them. No, of course not. You're not going to – if a movie theater is advertising to show Avengers Endgame and you end up uh, seeing The Room, you're going to ask for your money back, right? Yeah. If I'm signing right. up for $200, I better see fucking Thanos and Iron Man and Captain America and Black Panther and all the people that I expect to see – on the big screen. A guy throwing a moon. Yeah, better you better see somebody throwing a moon at somebody, right? Don't end up showing me some guy walking onto the roof of the stage. Hi, Mark. Don't fucking do that. People who sit in the room are, are <laughs> laughing their asses off at that joke right there. Um, so yeah, I, I don't I don't fuck with Bella Thorne on this one. This was a this was a, a shit move. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm all for what Ryan said about owning your sexuality and owning your body yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But this was a shit move. You fucked up the game for everyone. You fucked up the game for everybody. And now we all gotta go to fucking another service. And now, now, and now but now people are on that service can't even get their money how they want to. Meanwhile, you're already paid. Yeah. You fucked up their money. Like they're like these they're people that need this to get by, to pay rent, to eat. Or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're you're Bella Thorne. You already got money. You fucking up their money, money to get your shit, and you out here just like selling wolf tickets mm-hmm. and just fucking up everybody else's paper. What the fuck is that about? Uh, well, I just uh, just googled Bella Thorne. Uh, I saved myself two hundred dollars. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> do you have an education for this week? I do. Um, I guess well, we had we saw the um, conventions this like the last two weeks. We didn't talk about them because nope. there's nothing to talk about. Nope. Uh, but I do. I did see one thing that was um, being tossed around. Uh, is that uh, was what he's probably done for the for um, black people? And I, as a black person, I feel like I'm qualified to talk about it. Okay, so, so let's talk just, about what so, has the what have the parties done for black people? I want to talk to both parties. I want to talk to the Republican Party okay. and the uh, Democratic Party. So okay. both parties. Okay. Hi. 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 I'll represent. Uh, talk to me as I'll represent the Republican Party right now. Okay. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, is there? I guess. I guess the Democratic Party. Where they can be here. I'd say hi to them too. Hi. I'm, I'm here. I don't have the Democratic Party. Oh, nice to meet you. Cool. Um. Here's the thing, like there's this um rhetoric talk going around saying that um, you know, I think the Republican Party likes to do this, but they say that um they're trying that the black uh, that they have done nothing for the they've done more for the black people than 
the Democratic Party has. Well, and you know, they, we just done so, we've done so much for the black people. So much, yeah, you've done for, so for much. Yeah, like the. Um, but you haven't done more than us, though. Well, right. yes, we have, and and I'm just gonna tell you how. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing. Uh. Can we just stop doing that thing where you're both pointing each other and saying that you know you did better for us or they did better for us? Can you just stop doing that. Well, what do you mean? Can you just stop? Cause, stop what? Because you, you, you like, cause I mean, most most black people know that you both suck. Oh, like you both haven't done much for either one of us. Oh, how can you say that? Yeah, I mean, because I mean, look where we are now. And I know that I know one party going to say like that the other party's been there for forty like. Republican Party like to say that the Democratic Party's been there for like forty-seven years, and you've done, and like this is what they've done for you. But yeah, but you were there too. You both were there, mm-hmm. and you both seen us be where we are now. Mm-hmm. So it's like the only reason why I would say most people should vote Democrat not to throw away your vote because there's a literal fucking fascist in office right now. Like the reason why I would say go with the Democratic Party at this point is not because they're great, not because they're going to give you, not because there's going to be a rainbow at the end of this shit. It's because there's a literal fucking con man in office right now. Yeah, I, and we're the laughing stock of the nation of the world. Yes, it's like I'm not like when I when I say I'm going to vote against Trump, I'm not saying because it's going to be sunshine and rainbows. I mean, if you go through our history, like it's never been sunshine and rainbows for black people. And I don't know when it ever will be, to be honest with you, because the honestly two-party system is fucked, and that's a whole other issue in and of itself. But I'm just tired of people trying to pander to me, act like you know that we're the we're the solution. Like now that you're the solution, we know you're not. Like I think most black people know that you're not the solution. It's just that there is a literal criminal in office right now, and literally anything is better than that guy at this point. Like the best thing he did was eat crust backwards. <laughs> hey Ryan, real quick, in one word, as a Canadian, can you describe our president in one word? In your opinion? Unfortunate. There you go. It's pretty good. There you go. This is clocking in at our longest episode ever, but I think it was one of the best if i'm being if i'm being quite honest like i I really do think so and uh, a big part of that was ryan being here to offer not just a little comedic relief but uh also like a much needed perspective i think because we don't we don't get this kind of uh perspective from any of our other friends really so thanks for coming on dude thank you for taking your take oh oh yeah it was was awesome stating my take yeah you guys are Again, you guys are a great, great uh, podcasters, but you're also great people. Uh, yeah. I can see that through your show. Um, I truly hope to, to meet you in real life one day and and uh, sit back and relax and and uh, become friends. And but at the very least, we have this. Um, I, I like seeing the. It's a small piece, but it's a community building process, and I hope it. I hope it grows. Absolutely, man. And like, you know, I I know I said it kind of like lightheartedly, but I, I I know I can speak for me and. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna speak for Ed, but uh, you got two black friends, dude. Like legit. Like yeah. if you if you if you want us in your circle, we'll be in your circle. Yeah, you you can I can say that now. I can, can say, say hey, I've got a black friend. You've yeah. got you've got two, two. You have two. Oh, black wow, friends. you got two of them. So yeah, you, have, you have two hundred percent in one day. Wow, you yeah. can say black friends, which carries more mm-hmm. than black friends. You can be like my black friends, yeah. and then continue on with the sentence, and it would be true. So. There you go, bro. But I, can always, I, I can't say it to all my white friends. That's the problem. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> hey, one more uh, time. Go ahead and tell people where they can find you online. 
All right. Uh, so worst of the best. Again, that is worst of the best podcast. Don't do best of the worst. That's not the right one. It's, it has to be worst of the best podcast. Is that actual podcast? We have a lot of, yeah, we have a lot of we have a lot of great podcast. Uh, sorry, a lot of great episodes. Uh, we just, I guess, what uh, when's this one dropping? This is going to be out on Monday. Okay, well, the uh, Cult Forty Five guys guest on my show, and that will be out tomorrow. So, or as, as of listening, sorry, <laughs> uh, Sunday. So you'll get to hear those guys on, on that episode. Um, yeah, so just find me on all the social medias. We, we'd love to. Uh, and if you think you have what it takes to guest host on my show, I'm putting an open call out there as well. Oh, sure. I'm always looking for, for rotating guest hosts. I hope to have you guys back on again in the future. Definitely, sure, dude. Sure. It's like a John Cena United States Open Challenge right there for, yeah. for um, a guest host. Uh, well, yeah, find us on Instagram, Twitter, at State Your Take playlist on spotify state your take list all that shit um check out our merch store you can check out our donation link in our show notes and what else we love you we love you most of you the rest of you don't we don't care for talk to you guys next week all right gamma gator productions